0: Burbin truths from Chad. Uh, I've had some people send me topics that they wanted me to discuss, and I sort of wanted to do it in a different direction than the normal podcast where I put an intro and an outro and I semi-edit things. So this is going to be very unedited, um, as you could tell. Cause I have no intro music. It's just me talking on my phone versus the zoom normally. So, first of all, the first topic is barrel picks. Are we oversaturated with barrel picks now? Um, my answer to that is yes. And I think the reason for that is not the heritage. Distillery so much the Buffalo Traces the Wild Turkeys of the world the Four Roses of the world they're they're allocated but you have the the secondary distilleries uh, you've got OKI which is pumping out picks you've got um, uh, Starlight Starlight man. I'll get back to that later, but they're pumping out picks. You've got uh, Knob Creek, to a certain extent, have been pumping out picks, although they're, they've slowed down quite a bit, and they've gotten younger. Even Four Roses picks have gotten – everything's gotten younger, it seems. Buffalo Trace is Buffalo Trace. I mean, they're, they have a certain age that they put in each barrel program, even though they're allocated and they're small. So, I mean, you're going to get what you're going to get with those. But Four Roses picks have gotten younger. While Turkey picks have slowed down a little bit and gotten way more expensive. I mean, for a 101 pick or a 110 pick, it's insane that you're going to pay $60, $70, whatever it is for it now. And Four Roses picks, almost 100 bucks now, which is almost... Almost double what it used to be, it was 65 70. I mean, 30 to 40 dollars more for a Four Roses pick than it used to be, and it's younger, so picks have definitely jumped the bus. I mean, or jumped the shark, sorry, the bus, (laughs) Eva Knievel. Uh, but there's still the value picks out there, the value. The Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, you can still get those on the shelf. Not even picks, but the single barrel barrel proof for seventy bucks, sixty bucks, which is a crazy good value. And then you've got MGP, you've got NDPs out there still. You got smooth Ambler still pumping out picks for six to seven year olds for fifty bucks, which is a stellar price at this point and then you have uh, uh Jepson's locally. If you're up here, in nor Northern Illinois or Illinois and uh, Wisconsin and they're, they're distributed other places. I mean, distributed other places. So you get, you've got that MGP itch. You can, you could scratch, but once you get past that, where do you find the picks that aren't MGP? That's tough to find. I mean, people are charging hundred dollars for eight year old Beam now. Eight year old Beam, hundred dollars. That's a booker's, basically. It's a booker's pick for a hundred dollars. Which I mean, if you look at now with bookers being a hundred dollars, it's not insane. To think that you could get a pick for $125 of barrel proof bookers for the same age as what they were doing it for, but it's still where the where the hobby is going, where the where the love, where the whiskey is going is crazy. I mean, and then I had somebody ask me the other day, Buffalo Trace, is it worth it? Absolutely not. I mean, who wants to stand in line to pick up an Eagle Rare, which is basically proof down just to a hundred, is it 90 proof? 90 proof. It's been so long, so I've drank Eagle Rare. It's insane. But Buffalo Trace has for sure overstayed their welcome now at this point. I mean, now they're putting out Daniel Weller or whatever it is that they're trying to charge. $500 for and throw a compass on top. Come on, man. Are we really going to fall for this? Yes, we are. People are going to fall for it. People that have way too much money and too little brains are going to do this. That's what keeps pumping into this market. People that have, that want the status of having Pappy or want the status of having the thing that nobody else has. Don't really appreciate it but still have it. That's what it's about now. And that's unfortunate because you've got the newcomers that are into it. that are trying to come in and they want to taste the good stuff. They want to taste some of that old stuff. They're not going to get to taste it unless they want to pay premium prices because this dude just wants to have it on his shelf to show it off to his work buddies. (sighs) And it's cyclical. I mean, it was probably like that when I started, too, when I got into the game, when I started drinking, when I started having uh, shower beers and putting it on Facebook with <laughs> my naked body and my uh, downstairs stall shower. I mean, they people were laughing at that. And they're like, man, look at this goober. And I was buying $50, $60 bottles of Smooth Ambler and thinking it was fucking gold, and it was now. But back then, they were probably laughing at me, saying, look at this dude buying this MGP Indiana whiskey, and and he should be getting into Kentucky stuff. And I probably should have. I mean, we still had delicious Kentucky whiskey back then, but Indiana's pumping out stuff that's doing really well back then and met my palate back then. Now I've gotten more fine and I've started gravitating back to Kentucky. So it's, it's an interesting cycle when it comes to that, man, you, once you get past the, the sweetness and the delicateness of MGP, you want to get back to that heartiness of the Kentucky whiskey, where you just get the grain. You want to taste the grain. You want to taste the, but you don't want to taste it like it's a grainy apple you just want you want like the the thickness that comes with a really well aged kentucky whiskey kentucky bourbon sorry like i'm talking about tennessee whiskey which is i'm doing air quotes sorry bourbon <laughs> and everybody knows it that will uh admit to it so until next time Enjoy your bourbon, enjoy your truths, and enjoy your family. Night-night.